the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, so start the uh, the presses to to, to make um, money here at the Treasury. Of course, I don't do that anymore. They just change the numbers on computers anymore. But uh, President Biden gave his non-State of the Union address last night for 200 people because of uh, COVID. There, now, I want, I want to bring something up to you here. Here we go. You see President Biden, who has been inoculated, all right? He's got the, vi- the vaccine, and he's wearing a mask, and he's, a, and he's like elbow-bumping Pelosi, who has been vaccinated and is wearing a mask, who is also with the vice president, who's been inoculated and is wearing a mask. What kind of message are you sending to the American public about being vaccinated? I mean, Seriously. Well, of course, Dave, it's a virtue signaling message, right? I mean, everybody in that room has had the virus uh, or has been inoculated. And, uh, you know, when you think about lawmakers, I think you can probably are on the side that even if those that had the virus, uh, they too have uh, probably received the vaccine. So it's all about sending a message. And and that message came a couple days ago when from the presidential Twitter and Facebook accounts, They had tweeted that the CDC now says if you have been fully vaccinated and you are outside and you're not in a crowd, you don't have to wear a mask, as if the rest of us weren't already doing that anyway. That's (laughs) correct, because Americans, for the most part, are pretty pretty commonsensical people, for the most part. Uh, I mean, you did something. Nobody who's listening to this show, I doubt. Some, but some people who should have been commonsensical voted for Biden. I'm just saying. Now you know what you got. Just like the people who voted for Obama because we needed the first black president. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I was told that by. And I said, that's not why you cast a vote. That's like, I'm going to vote for my cousin. I know he, I know he's an idiot, but I'm, it's my idiot cousin, but I'm going to vote for him because he's my cousin. Makes Doesn't make any sense. Hey, good morning, JR. How are you doing today? How are you guys doing? I'm I'm doing fantastic. Did you watch the president last night? I watched a little bit of it last night. Uh, I uh, mainly just sort of there's a couple of takeaways. One is, um, you know, I think the uh, everything we thought was coming from the Biden administration, uh, especially in terms of uh, tax hikes and, and things of that nature, are definitely coming. Uh, yeah, and, and he's doing so. Uh, under the guise of returning to normalcy. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's a very, very scary, uh, I think, uh, 
perspective for uh, you know for the Biden administration how they're going to do this. Um, and look, I think he he wants to be you know I think the next uh, FDR or LBJ or, or something you know in, in that uh, in that realm uh, of sort of presidential legacy, which means he's going to go after a lot of very liberal ideology and policy, um, and he's going to do it again. Uh, the guys of you know we're getting back to normal, uh, and that's scary because I think that will work with some people. Uh, that's one takeaway. The other takeaway that I had last night was just generally the environment. It was just very. It was just odd. It was just you know it, it would you know a couple of minutes would go by and then that kind of like bring my attention back to the fact that there's like you know. Uh, six members per row, you know, yeah. or something like that. It was just sort of very, very odd. Um, and that's kind of what those are. Those are my two quick takeaways. I didn't watch the entire uh, speech, but I think it was pretty easy to figure out where he was going with most of it. So, well, I could do 1.8 trillion takeaways. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. to, be, <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you, yeah. we don't have that money. Everybody well, not, needs to understand the federal government doesn't have that money. They and, don't get that much money yet. Dave, that was one proposal. Yeah. Last night, right. of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, here's the whole thing about what went down. I believe that Elizabeth Warren wrote that speech. Yeah. Well, I, like JR said, I think it's quite clear. And you saw this from a lot of talking heads last night as I flipped channels just to see what what the outtakes were and of course all very predictable on different channels yeah. what they were going to be but you saw pundit after pundit say fdr 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 <sighs> and in the day for example leading up to something like this a state of let, the me, let me just jump in for a second yeah. saying fdr to young people who don't even know who fdr right. was i'm <laughs> well, just saying they, they haven't been taught it he has been lionized um, among the left and certainly to college students as the example of what the president should be that the government is, hi i'm from the government and i'm here to help you know that well he was a great wartime president sure he was not a great economic president he he made us go from one depression to a second depression right, right. i mean all you gotta do is Read a little history. I know that's tough for some of you to read, but here's the key. You need to read. I would suggest just read The Forgotten Man. There's a book out that's called The Forgotten Man. Read it, please. Speaking of reading, I'm going to read the RPA statement from last night. Okay, which, yeah, go. It was just beautifully written, I think, and what a humble, great summary it gave. <laughs> Here it is. 25 years ago, President Bill Clinton proclaimed, the era of big government is over. Tonight, President Joe Biden made one thing abundantly clear. He fundamentally believes the federal government is not large enough nor spends enough. Joe Biden proposed $4 trillion in new spending tonight. He gave no acknowledgement to his predecessor on the production of vaccines two of which are the most distributed in the the nation, having been approved before he ever took office. He equated climate change with a jobs plan, giving no recognition to the thousands of Americans laid off by abandoning the Keystone XL pipeline, including Arkansans. He demanded a $15 national minimum wage, a direct financial assault on many Arkansas small businesses. While full of lip service on unity, the actions in his first hundred days show us he has no room for compromise on price tags or policy. Tonight's speech from Joe Biden was a liberal virtue signaling checklist. To further divide the nation, the president of the United States ridiculously said the following, quote, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. I am thankful for the work of the Arkansas General Assembly 
during this most recent session to make sure this type of asinine thinking stays in Washington, (laughs) D.C. John L. Fulmer, chair. That's true. I'm going to tell you what, that's absolutely true. There's there's not there's not even a stretch in that at all. Uh, that's just that's just a checklist of what was said last night, going through issue by issue. I'm going to read a, a Twitter feed for you here in just a moment, Jr. You're going to love this. Uh, that was delivered while he was delivering his attack on guns. I mean, <laughs> it's it's just really really good. It, it's excellent, and uh, I'm trying to think of the lady's name who did it. Uh, uh, Sheer is that her name? I think is her name, and and she was really, really, really good because as much as he spent talking about spending money, he spent about a third of that same amount of time talking about gun control that didn't work during the Clinton era, and now he wants to bring it back again. Right, right. It's a, it's really crazy. Who was it? Amy Sheer. That's who it was. Let me let me just read it. it. It's it's so good. I got to read it, and then we'll take our first break. Uh, you're gonna like you're gonna like this, Jr. You know, sure is a really a, a really good clear thinker. All righty, <laughs> she starts off on her Twitter feed. Fact checking the president's speech, gun control. I hope you all held on to your hats because he took you for a ride. One. We're not in a gun violence epidemic under any meaningful use of the word epidemic. Gun homicide and gun crime rates are far lower today than in the 1990s. There's still work to be done, especially for gun suicide, but the data doesn't show any kind of epidemic. Speaking of the 1990s crime uh, decline, part two, it had nothing to do with the federal assault weapons ban. The official report on that ban literally said that its renewal would have little effect as these guns were rarely used in crime even before the ban. 2A. This <laughs> is so good. Which is why, even though Americans have purchased millions of these guns since the ban lapsed in 2004, the crime rate didn't shoot back up to pre-ban levels. Shocking, I know. They're still rarely used in crime after the ban expired, too. Three, wholly expletive. (laughs) No high-capacity magazines don't suddenly enable semi-automatic rifles to fire 100 rounds in seconds. This is a lie. The rate of fire for all semi-autos for normal shooters is roughly 45-65 rounds per minute. 100 per minute if you're really, really good. 3A, he is intentionally conflating semi-autos with their fully automatic and heavily regulated counterparts, which can fire 600 to 800 rounds per minute. But in no world does a factory standard 30-round mag get you to 100 rounds in seconds with a semi-auto. 4, notice that the president talks about 100-round drum magazines when referring to high-capacity mags. He wants you to think those are fairly uh, atypical and non-standard mags are what he's interested in banning, not turning you into a felon for a factory standard 15- to 30-round mag. Number five, no, 
The majority of gun owners absolutely do not support bans on semi-automatic rifles deemed assault rifles. He's been called out on this by even left-leaning fact-checkers. He keeps saying it. Well, he believes in the Goobles philosophy. Say a big enough lie long enough and Mm -hmm. often enough and people will believe it. Six, when talking about support for uh, things like uh, uh, expanded background checks, it's important to remember that support for expanded background checks does not mean support for a specific bill, especially when that specific bill criminalizes the most common temporary and low-risk transfers without paying an FFL. Uh, Seven, yes, the 2A is not unlimited. No banning millions of commonly owned semi-automatic rifles that are rarely used in crime is not. Now, this is great. I couldn't have... I, I, I never thought of it this way, but she's absolutely right. This is not comparable to laws about yelling fire in a theater. It's comparable to banning theaters, and that's unconstitutional. Right. <laughs> that's really well done. And then finally, yeah. uh, courtesy of the Latino Rifle Organization, Biden's joke about deer with Kevlar vests is hilarious because an AR-15 round, which is a two-two-three for you who are into it that deep is less powerful than well any round you'd use to hunt deer it's also irrelevant because the second amendment isn't about hunting what great what a great comeback on what the president was saying all right got to get a break in st clarity uh, residential uh, cleaning let me remind you that get your house deep cleaned coming up on mother's day what a nice mother's day present to give to your to your mom and, of course, since it's Mother's Day and if you've got kids, then that wife that you're, you're married to or even if she's at your ex-wife, she's still the mother of your children, all right? Might be a nice thing to give to them to say, hey, thanks for all the hard work you've put in for our kids. And uh, you can do that by calling here to uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer, and saving yourself some money. Uh, if you call 404 6560 uh, you can talk to Lynn about getting a, a, a certificate for 50% off for St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. Instead of 300 bucks to clean your home up to 2,500 square uh, feet, it'll only be 150 That's a great deal. Uh, I can tell you right now, you'll not find any place to do that for you uh, other than us here at The Answer. And St. Clarity does a fantastic job at your home. So take advantage of this. Give it for a Mother's Day gift. Let the kids give it to mom. It'd be a good one. And uh, it's 150 bucks. It's a good thing to do. 404-6560 and talk to Lynn. All right, we got more coming your way in a moment. All right, so JR, I've been sitting here and Seth is in studio with me today and I was just talking to him. And uh, he asked me a question and I did not see it, but I've heard such great uh, response to it. Uh, did you, by any chance, see Tim Scott's response to what the president said? I had not. I was actually just reading some uh, uh, some coverage of that this morning, but I have not seen it. Well, evidently, it was he hit it out of the park, maybe twice. Yeah. I mean, he y'all he, missed the best part. Last he went night. around the bases twice yesterday with his finger oh, up and pointing at God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he he he's a he's a fast rising star 
for Republicans. Has been oh, since he, he was put in the, in, into the Senate. Yeah, he's he's good. He's really good. We we needed an orator, and he's he's a good orator. Right, and, and so much of what he said too is is just so factual and hard to argue with. Yeah, right? he talked about the spending. Talked about how President Biden had ten Senate Republicans come to him. Uh, early on in his administration to work on COVID relief, and Biden budged absolutely none. Talked about voting in Georgia and said, just as a matter of fact, there will be more early days of voting in Georgia next time than there was on Election Day. And it's harder, or just, you know, not harder necessarily. That was the insinuation. But just as a matter of fact, there are fewer days to vote in Democrat-run New York than there are in Georgia. And so I flipped over to CNN, of course, after his speech, because after watching it, I thought there was no way to really carve that up and say it wasn't anything but a very well, straightforward, delivered, inspirational okay. so what did CNN say? speech. And, of course, CNN said, Dana Basha said, uh, well, well, just as a matter of fact, that's just not true. We, <laughs> we know we know I that Georgia her. Republicans are making it harder to vote. She didn't address any of the specifics he gave, that there are more days of early voting. And, and the Democrats in the media, I repeat myself, will not give specifics nope. on that. They will nope. just stick with the broad narrative. Yeah. I agree, and and the, the broad narrative is that Georgia made it harder for everybody, and yet MLB took them to a state where it's decidedly harder to vote than what it is now in Georgia. And New York City is, re- or not New York City, but New York in general is uh, is terrible with their voting regulations. It's, it's, it's crazy. So anyway, but. Yeah, the national media at this point. I mean, it's just we we saw we've seen the uh, the slow decline prior to Trump, and then obviously four years of Trump, I think, exacerbated what we all sort of knew was coming. And now uh, it's very very clear to Seth's point. I mean, you know, anything whether it was the debates, remember uh, mm-hmm. back in um, even the vice presidential debates back in the in the election. They've, they've almost drawn a line in the sand, and they've, and they've chosen very publicly a side, which is you know the Democrats and sort of that liberal thinking and the woke nature, right? That they are not, they do not fairly break down any sort of uh, Republican, you know, policy or announcement or or speech. They just don't. I mean, they they find the smallest of negatives, and then they highlight it, blow it up. And it's just basically us versus them, and that's a scary, scary, scary deal when you talk about, you know, the you know essentially what three major networks, um, you know, twenty four seven that seem to all you know even even Fox News to a degree now post Trump, uh, it's just very scary to see that there's this sort of us versus them mentality. Um, and that is that is not part of their job description. Well, no, it used to be fourth estate, and they were there to keep the other three branches of gov- government honest. I mean, you know, Paley would be rolling in, got to be rolling in his grave right now. Uh, the man who put together CBS for you who uh, don't recognize that name, he he was decided about about news at CBS. And if you remember back, you remember how CBS used to do white papers. And, and do those specials now i'm not saying that they were they were totally running it down the middle they didn't they leaned to the left uh and i mean walter Cron- cronkite for everybody who says uncle uncle walter uncle walter uh was a liberal okay and he used to do it not by what he said but facial features mm-hmm. 
he would say something and look at the camera and raise that eyebrow, which is like, yeah, you believe that? You know, that's that's the kind of stuff that he did. But I mean, the, well, the media's never been a, a fan of conservatives. No, it's one hundred percent right. And here, and just I'll make this quick. I mean, look, you know, I. I <laughs> I cut my teeth in, in media and news. I know uh, you did. Watching the news is the first time, though, that I can remember in my adult life that when I'm watching the news, I really wonder what they're leaving out uh, uh-huh. and, and what they're, you know, how, how they're crafting the story. Uh, even, even surrounding the vaccines, uh, you know, I think that you can you can read a whole lot more uh, on on the vaccines from different outlets, but on TV, it's just sort of uh, completely utopian sort of you know, like, based like the uh, you know the the uh, uh, I want to buy the world a coke commercial right I mean like there's just it's it's there's no you just wonder what they're leaving out and why they're leaving it out and you don't feel like you're getting nearly the whole story anymore and that's a concern well yeah it's been a, it's been a concern of mine you know this you've talked to me many many a time off air and it's been a big concern of mine. I mean, it's a big concern of mine here, even in the state of Arkansas, when I watch 7 and I watch 16 and Channel 4 and, and all the rest of them. They do the same thing on a local basis. Yeah, well, look, it, it, uh, I, I was talking to a friend the other day, I mean, just kind of arguing about this point. There's no, there's, it, it, it is very difficult to be a right, hold on media. hold on we'll be back yeah. we got news back with you here on the dave ellswick show did you um, or are you wondering about filing for social security uh you can get the answers to doing it right uh with an easy to understand booklet from uh, the good folks over at uh, lucas financial uh david lucas does a great job in putting down in bite-sized you know, chunks that you can easily chew and digest about what you should do. For instance, his last one was all about retirement. Uh, this new book is about a guide to Social Security, what to do and what not to do. Uh, it's a 27-page booklet. It outlines what you need to know, uh, and it can help you get even more income when you file for your Social Security. If you're within five years of uh, you know, filing for your Social Security, then what you need to do is get a copy of this free booklet. It's absolutely free. There's no charge to you at all. All you have to do is call 501-222-3315. And as a bonus, you'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis. And it pinpoints the optimal time for you, all right, specific to you, to wring out every nickel out of your benefits. And I've had people stop me and say, you know, you talk about wringing out every nickel, getting every little bit of money from your Social Security. Well, you should. How long have you been paying into Social Security? You should get every dime that you put into Social Security. I mean, I'm I'm adamant about that. I was talking to Iverson Jackson just the other day about that. He's been paying Social Security since he was 14. I was paying it when I was 13. So, uh, and I'm 68 now. So since I put 55 years of money into that program, I should get the benefits of that program uh, to the best of that program's abilities. So pick up the phone and figure that out. Call right now, 501-222-3315. That's 
3315. All right. So do that. It's a it's a really it's a good booklet and it's free. As I always say it's my favorite four letter word that starts with F. All right. And and and, and being a former athlete that's saying something. I'm I'm just saying. Oh, JR, I got to watch myself. I'm not I'm not on satellite. <laughs> so, okay, real real quickly, Seth had a question that I thought was interesting. Go ahead, Seth. Well, we had brought up uh, during the break talking about the media and in journalism. You hear from when you poll journalism students today, those who are in in college in America right now, uh, going through journalism school, they're going to work in the press, work in the media, and you ask them, what is the purpose of news or what is the function of your job? The number one response you get in, in surveys and studies of this is to make a difference. Yeah, now that's right. what you get. Now that's what you get is to make a difference, which, of course, insinuates that, you know, you, you are driving policy, right? If the news is boring and nothing is happening, no difference will be made, and that will be okay because your job in the news is just to report what's happening. But but you hear from these folks that want to be Jim Acosta light, that they want to make a difference. And my question was, I wonder what changed in journalism school uh, from the last generation to this one, right, (laughs) to get us to that point, you know, and you've worked in media, so your take. No, I mean, look, I I would say, first and foremost, I have a lot of friends that are in the media. Uh, I respect a lot of those folks, like a lot of those folks, but they're probably one of the biggest, you know, farce uh, in, in, you know, our time is the fact that members of the media just because they put on that, you know, press hat, so somehow have, you know, don't allow their their personal um, feelings enter into what they do on a regular basis. It's just not true. Uh, there's no way to protect against that. Now, but there are some members of the media that do their absolute best uh, and do it well as far as you know, covering something and doing their best not to have their personal bent influence a story. But it's just impossible. But I'll also say this, you know, look, we're, we're talking about 2021. I mean, this stuff happened back when, you know, Teddy Roosevelt. You know, I mean, this happened when, you know, the Civil War was taking place. Media bias has always been there. Personal bias within the media has always been there. But there's this sort of narrative that's been created, right, over the last, I don't know, 30. It hadn't really been that recently, but I'm saying maybe 40 years. I mean, Dave, you talked to me when you're, when you're talking about. Since the 80s. Even, since the 80s. So, yeah, so not that long. That this narrative that if you're a member of the media, you are supposed to be unbiased. Not that you're supposed to be, but that you are unbiased and that you are just reading the news. And it kind of goes back to that dragnet, you know. Uh, line, Dave, you know, it's just the facts, ma'am, right? Like that used to be Jack Webb. That's that's exactly what, you know, the media wanted people to, the American people believe about press in a free, you know, in a free country, right? That the the press is just here to, to break the news left, right, in between, doesn't matter. It's just the facts. But the facts are, it's not true. Media bias has always been around. It's worse now than it's ever been, mainly just because of all the different resources and mediums that we, we take into effect and sort of the fact checks, right, that we can use as, you know, just the general public uh, with social media, et cetera. But 
the idea that, that just because you're a journalist means that you do you don't have personal feelings and they don't influence your pieces that is just entirely false yeah i don't i don't deny that and i agree wholeheartedly what you're saying the difference between uh, when i was in journalism school and they were talking about objectivity that's gone now i mean it's it's taught advocacy right. is taught now in journalism school that's right and look, I'm mean, going back to what Seth said about the next, you know, the next Jim Acosta. I mean, you see it all the time now that it feels like um, journalists become the story more so today than just reporting on the story. And that's, again, another dangerous sort of um, sort of precedent, I, I think. And look, I think it's probably happened before. Maybe we haven't noticed it as much because of, again, like I said, all the different mediums and ways to watch and and read and, and gain information. But it does feel like, especially over the last four years of Trump, journalists have become the story versus just reporting on the story. Uh, and I do agree with you, Dave. I mean, look, the, the sort of, uh, you know, objectivity is gone. Uh, these kids growing up and, 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 you know, essentially these, these are the, these are the journalists that they look at as sort of their reasons for going into journalism right yep and they're not these purest sort of uh uh personalities that we've seen in the past and even look you mentioned the fact that walter cronkite deliberated the eyebrow raised but in some in some ways right people saw him as sort of the creme de la creme of 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 you know, journalism right yep. he was just, you know that's that's not there anymore there's nobody like that anymore for this next generation and then when you couple that with the ideology that's being taught on on you know the, the campuses across the united states it's a very very different sort of upbringing um and i just i mean i'm not trying to get you know overly dramatic here but it is funny to me i always thought that was that was funny i i grew up basically in a newsroom um i mean man people's personalities absolutely go into what they cover mm-hmm. they, they do their best to not but it just happens it just does and and so there's nothing pure about it yeah and i i'm i'm totally in agreement with you on what on on what you're uh, you're saying there uh, back in the day and i got i i say that a lot now because I was back in the day like for Lyndon Baines Johnson mm-hmm. i remember Lyndon Baines Johnson because i was a teenager when Lyndon Baines Johnson was president, and I've always been political. My father made me that way. Yeah. He really did. I mean, we talked about politics all the time at the dinner table. But here's what uh, what was interesting uh, during that time. If I had to pick the people that I thought were the best anchors of the day, it was Huntley and Brinkley. And if you know anything about those two gentlemen, one was a conservative and one was a flaming liberal. You know, Brinkley was pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huntley was uh, not that way. Chet Huntley, he was he was a liberal, and, and of all the things, I think he came from out far west. To be honest, right? But uh, you got a pretty balanced newscast with those two. Well, and you knew what you were getting, yeah. Too, you know, you knew where everybody stood. Two quick points on this: uh, one, to a point that. JR made, you know, it, it used to be taught, and this is still what everybody says the golden rule is, for instance, if you're moderating a presidential debate, but it's to not become the story yourself. That's true. And, and you know, Jim Acosta, once again, is just a perfect example of constantly and incessantly 
wanting to put yourself in the middle of, of every story you cover and somehow you have to be a star in that story. Uh, yeah. The second point yeah. being we talk about, you know, how, how biased the media has been and we have a perfect vestige that we all know of that, you know, shows you how long this has been. The Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We used to have partisan newspapers in this country. Mm-hmm. You'd have a, you know, what still do. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Go to you Chicago do. and the Sun Times and the Tribune. But they used to be labeled, you know, like oh, the yeah. Republican Tribune or, or the Democrat Gazette, obviously, for instance, as we still refer to it. So that that's certainly been with us uh, for a while, no doubt. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I want to move away from this just for a moment. Um, I don't know if he's still there. Willie wanted to to chime in here. He had something that he wanted to bring up, but I didn't want to break the the, the talk that we were having because it was important. How you doing there, Willie? Pretty good, Dave. Okay, what was the point that you wanted to bring up? Uh, so they want to make D.C. a state. Oh, right? yeah. That's unconstitutional, <laughs> by the way, but that's all right. But go ahead. Where do they where do they think they're going to put the state capital? I I agree with you. I mean, there's a lot of just you know commonsensical questions to be asked here. The first being, you know, the only way you can do this is through a constitutional amendment. If you believe in the Constitution, which I don't know if the people on the left in the uh, in our government do believe in the Constitution. Uh, I doubt it. I I do too. But you're exactly right, and I appreciate your call on that. And uh, I'm, I'm I'll take that up uh, in the near future because it is not a possible thing without a constitutional change. Well, and when you tell them, fine, let's just give you back to Maryland. They don't want that. Yeah, they they don't want to belong to a state when given the option. They want two United States Democratic senators. The city. That's what it's all the about. The city. It's not a state. The city of Washington D.C. has traditionally voted in the upper ninety percent for Democratic uh, presidents. And just go there, right? <laughs> That's all. I, just just visit your nation's capital. I mean, seriously, it's it's kind of scary would, when what you're would there. Be the largest city in the state of Washington D.C. and what would be the smallest city <laughs> in the state of Washington D.C. Some borough. And if yeah. those answers are the same, <laughs> yeah, it's right. the truth. All right, I got to get a, I got to get a final uh, break in here. Let's do that right now on the Dave Ellswick Show. I mean, we're sitting at 13 minutes to the top of the hour. We come back. We started off talking about Biden. We're going to end up talking about Biden because yesterday he made a speech and. He came up with $6 trillion of additional spending, and that's if he can keep the Democrats in control, which he can't because they run him. He doesn't run the party. All right, real quickly for you, let's talk about Pat Davis. And Pat Davis is going to be on my show tomorrow, and I I want you to make sure, number one, be here at 6 o'clock because Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett is going to be here. They're always important to listen to. But at 7 o'clock, Pat's going to be here and uh, you can call in and ask specific questions if you want uh, dealing with health care. I mean, look, the president last night said that the government needs to help people more uh, with their health care. I don't know how much more he thinks they can do, but he thinks they can do more. And one of the things they have done here recently is they've uh, raised the subsidies that they're giving people. Always remember what I always say. I'm just I'm doing nothing more than parroting what uh, Thomas Jefferson said and then what Gerald Ford said and what other people say that a government big enough to give you everything is big enough to take everything away. And that's the same thing with these subsidies. We've seen that 
We've seen them fluctuate, and they always do. And if that happens to you, it's going to make it difficult for you to know how much you're going to have to pay for your health care. Now, Pat Davis can get you set where you're going to know that specifically because he can save you 30 to 50 percent on health insurance. And when I say health insurance, I'm talking about actual insurance and not a share plan. All right. Share plans, not real insurance. You get to choose any provider in the nation. And he's going to tell you, you're not going to have to pay any co-pays. Sounds too good to be true. I know he's going to be on tomorrow. I want you to listen to him. It's not too good to be true. He does it for dozens, if not hundreds of people now who have buying their health care insurance through him. That's Pat Davis. His phone number 501-605-6935. And if you're saying too good to be true, how much is 10 minutes of your time if, it's in, if it saves you hundreds of dollars? All right. Makes sense that you take the opportunity. Uh, you can get it online as well at yourhealthplanman.com. Are you ready to laugh, JR? I'm seeing a headline on Fox News right now. Tulane has, has invited Hunter Biden to come and give a speech about the media. That's uh, I feel like that has to be from the onion, right? Yeah, they must not have had. They must not have had laptop repair classes available. I guess uh, they they got some pe- they got some people on right now and they're laughing. <laughs> it's really funny. it is funny. It's just way it's if it wasn't true, uh, you know, it, some of this stuff I laugh at, and to be honest, inside it makes me cry a little bit. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean it really does. It really does. I mean, that couldn't have worked out any better, though, Dave. And we just spent, you know, 20 minutes talking about, you know, basically the state of the media and what kids are learning in college. And so. Right. Now we know. Yeah. (laughs) Biden is now talking about the media because he's an expert in it. That's terrific. Yeah. Well, he's an expert in how the media can help you avoid jail. (laughs) Sure. That's exactly what he's an expert in. All right. Let's go back and let's talk a little bit more uh, about the president. Again, last night in his speech, and it was not not a State of the Union speech. It was just uh, an address to a, a joint, you know, meeting of Congress. One point on that, it's referred to as a joint address to Congress because Typically, in the first year of a new president, to invite the president to Congress, you don't have enough time to send a letter to the president to invite them by the time they would be inaugurated and then give a speech. They've had plenty of time. Right. We're, 100, <laughs> we're literally 100 days in, so I don't know why this does not qualify as a State of the Union. I mean, it, it's the same thing at the end of the day, but that just once again shows you that I, I just didn't understand the point of that being so far down the calendar. Here's a, here's a good one for you. The president's not required to give the State of the Union. Right. There's been plenty of presidents say, nah. You used to send a letter. That's, that's what yeah. was expected of I'm you. Not, I'm, not, I'm not coming up there to talk to a bunch of you who hate me. Right. <laughs> I mean, Jefferson was that way. He didn't want to go up there. I mean, with all the stuff they said about him when he ran for president, I can understand why he didn't want to go up there. No doubt in my mind about that. But anyway, he said $6 trillion. I mean, that when you add, he didn't say it, you got to add it together from his speech. Six trillion dollars is what he wants to spend. And uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, National Review said if 
he can keep the Democrats under control. Because as far as the Democrats are controlled, the government has unlimited spending because their viewpoint is your money is their money. I mean, bottom line. Right. And also last night, there were plenty of cutaways to Joe Manchin and parts where he was not (laughs) clapping. And I think that was the point of cutting away to him, I I think, was to convey that message, particularly on uh, on those spending issues. I wish he would roll his eyes or something. Right. You know, (laughs) just say, are you kidding me? You know, you know what my people back in West Virginia think about that? You got to be kidding me. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, going to be, it's going to be a much more. Uh, I mean, this is that. That's the only sort of silver lining in all of this is that you know essentially you have the narrowest of margins uh, in both the House and the Senate. There's there is yes, there is a Democrat majority, but you know essentially in name only. Uh, and you know I think that's sort of the silver lining is that it's going to be very difficult. When you talk about already spending what one point eight trillion or whatever it was on the American Rescue Plan, another four, five, six trillion dollars in, in proposed spending uh, last night, uh, it's going to be. I mean, you're, you're, there's, there are a lot of Democrats in purple seats that that realize that they could be gone, uh, you know, by this time two years from now. Um, and so the buy-in is going to be very, very interesting to see how the Biden administration tries to move forward some of these policies. I've been very, very interested in watching how Pelosi has been able to keep a very slim majority voting in a block. I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand it exactly. I guess they're just scared to death that they won't get any money for their state. She's the chief fundraiser. That's all you need to yeah. know. Well, She's the chief, but, but that's true. But then let's see what, what else comes down the pike. So far, you know, the American Rescue Plan, there, there was a lot of backing and pressure on that. Let's see what happens when you start raising taxes uh, on what he calls not the middle class, but that threshold is not that high. Now, I will also say, and and uh, I'll take it from the cancel culture, when, what I say is he made the statement, to all of you who are transsexual, I have your back. I'm just telling you, that's... That's an awful bold statement to make. Just really is. It really is with the way uh, people look at that whole uh, topic. All right, guys, got to let you go. Jr. Thanks for being with us. It was a great talk today. We we should. I, I'm going to send out that uh, that conversation on the media that we all had and send it to all the uh, journalism departments at the universities here in Arkansas. I uh, I <laughs> they should play it. Have a great talk afterwards. All right, Jr. you have a great day. And, uh, of course, Seth, you have a great day as well. Uh, Stay dry, and I'll see you next week. we got another hour coming up. Duck will be here answering your car questions on the Dave Ellswick Show.
right, final hour today, and of course it's a Thursday. That means that Joe and Duck typically are here, uh, and thankful to uh, Bumper to Bumper for making that possible. Because um, other than your health, your car is probably the next most important thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, you've got to have a car in our uh, our country now, and especially uh, in the South where things are spread out to be able to get to work and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah, we don't have no trains to ride, Dave. Yeah, you're exactly right. And Lord knows there's some people who want them. I mean, I, I can get into talking about how they want to run a train up the middle of of I-40 from Conway to, to Little Rock. I can talk about that. Who's going to pay for it? I'm looking at them. <laughs> I'm looking right across at you. And if I stand in front of a mirror, I'll be looking at myself. myself. <laughs> you know, bottom line, that, that's yep. everybody got to understand that's what that's where the money comes from. It's coming from you and me. Yeah, we're we're going to pay that $6 trillion that he wants to spend last night. Oh, my. It's even more when you think about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that wasn't including... But everything's done about infrastructure and all of that. But Dave, what gets me? He wants to create some jobs. That's not this. government's job. No, but we killed eleven thousand jobs on Keystone Pipeline. He don't this care. Not hurting nothing. But see, the takeaway is that all of those people are going to retrain them. They say, and then they're all going to go work and making solar panels and and windmills. Here's the problem with that. How do they move where they got to go to make the, the windmills and make the solar panels? How they're going to live between now and then? Well, how how are people living now that lost their jobs because of COVID nineteen, well, but now right won't go that. back to work because the federal, federal government's giving them so much money? Oh yeah, I, I need mechanics. I need truck mechanics. I could hire two today. You know, Gary Henry needs some. I mean, everybody you talk to needs needs mechanics. But Joe could use another mechanic. But they don't want to hire nobody because nobody wants to show up for work because the federal government's giving them seven, eight hundred dollars a week. You can't hire somebody who doesn't come and apply. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's that simple. You, you know, you, used to when I, I, which I ain't never drawn unemployment, but one time I only drawed it for two weeks. We had to go out every week and talk to six least, people. I was going to say either five or six people, and they had to sign off that I was there talking to them before we could get our check the next week. Yeah. So, what happened to all that? I know. Discrimination. What do you see? All right. It's nine minutes after seven. We're talking cars this <laughs> this hour here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. So I got a, I got a question uh, uh, for everybody. Uh, what are you thinking? Are as you see all of these commercials? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up for us to talk about today here on the show. As you see all of these commercials about electric cars. Is it making you interested in buying an electric car? I'm going to open the phone lines up. I just I'm asking the question. Yeah. I'd really like to hear what people have to say. Eight two three oh nine six five. Eight two three oh nine six five. How about you? I mean, let me just ask you, Doc. I mean, you're a mechanic. You've been you've been a technician for all your life. I mean, before you had your own business, you worked places and fixed cars and trucks. Uh, you worked with your daddy fixing cars and trucks. Do you are you ready to make that that jump? Well, no. And another thing too, Dave. If how are we going to charge all these cars? How are we going to pay for the roads that these cars are going to ride on if they don't buy don't buy fuel? Mm-hmm. 
how are we going to pay for these trucks that's running up and down the road hauling our stuff so we can eat and be happy every day? Well, I think you might see what we saw back when gas price prices spiked a few years ago under Obama. Yep. You'll see an additional uh, charge, charge. Yeah. To pay for some the, of the diesel. Part, some of the parts delivering people now has a gas surcharge on the bill when I get it. I mean, it, some of them is two cents, some of them is four dollars, but it has that gas surcharge because you know gas is back up over two fifty a gallon again. Yep. So you know, and they pass it on to me. So guess what I got to do? You got to pass it on to your customer. Yeah, I got to pass it on to them. And and you might eat a little bit of it, but you can't eat all of it. No, no, yeah, you know, because it cuts into your profit, and the profit's what keeps the shop open and working every day. It's what pays my guys every day to you know to make sure they come to work. And if you're out there looking for a truck mechanic job, come on down and see me. Yeah, you can start to work tomorrow. You there can start you. to work today and make good money. Yes, make good money more than the government's going to get get you. But you got to work to get the money. All right, yes. but the government you don't have to work. You sit on your your hiney and just mm-hmm. and just suckle off of everybody else's work. I couldn't but, do that. I I have. I'll just be honest. I got too much pride to do that, to because when I when I take unemployment or whatever, and I know that it's built in and all the rest. When I take that and I look across at, at Duck, I'm thinking he's paying that. Exactly. All right, We're paying I just it. can't do it. I, Me, I you, Heidi, can't. Russ, and all of us is paying it. Yeah, I can't do that. But, you know, well, you know. my, well, Heidi makes so much money that, you know, she, she can go ahead and take care of me. <laughs> she got some big old eyes now. <laughs> okay, it, Heidi, man. sorry about that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, seriously, it's, it's, I understand about taking care of people that, for for whatever reason, I guess, can't take care of themselves but i can't understand taking care of people that can take care of themselves yeah dave i mean that's yes. i mean i understand there's people who can't do that because of disease or or whatever um you know they may have been born that they're not you know their iq is not that great or whatever but here's the key i i help those people i help them through my church yeah all right that's what i do i give 10 percent of everything i'm everything i make okay if uh if i get money back from the government i've already paid my 10 percent on that money but i pay another 10 percent by yep. church and, and and dave the federal government ain't supposed to take care of all of us and that's that's watch what you say now i know that's my <laughs> my opinion um i come from a bunch of family members and we worked i mean we didn't have no choice but to work I mean, my grandmother raised a big garden, and she had fruit trees and milk cows, and you know, yeah. And we did that all the time. So, you know, it's 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 okay. Yeah. I trained both of my boys to work, and they both work. And matter of fact, the oldest one runs the shop, and the youngest one helps him. Well, my whole thing is <laughs> that I've worked all my life. Me too. I wanted to work. Because I, I didn't want to, I didn't have to, I didn't want to have to go to my dad or my mom and say, "Hey, can I have five dollars? I'm going to go to the movie, and there's this little girl that I want to take with me, and blah blah blah." You know? Yeah, but day back in that day, you didn't get five dollars; you got a dollar. Well, I understand. Or a quarter. But I, but I got to say it in a way that people today can understand it. Yeah, no. All right, and yeah, I used to go to Kennedy Theater there in 
in Hessville, and I'd go see a double feature, get a Coke, and get a bag of popcorn for 50 cents. Mm-hmm. All right? It, it, that's not the way it is now. I mean, go to the movies now, you're looking at 9 or $10 a ticket. Uh, you're looking at, to get a, a large popcorn, a large soda, you're looking at fifteen fifty. Yeah. All right? I understand that. Okay? I got that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to make the point. I didn't want to have to go to my mom or my dad, to, ask, to my dad for the most part, to ask for some some money. Yeah, I'm the same way, Dave. I don't know about your dad. Did you get? I I got a lecture along with the money. (laughs) My mom, dad, they raised nine kids. You know, raised nine kids, and plus all the neighborhood kids. And so, my dad really, mom didn't really have money to give us. I got you. We picked up Coke bottles. That's when you could sell. Yeah, did that. You know the the big Coke bottles. I think we got a dime for them. Yeah, and we used to fight over them. Yeah, of course, you don't get money back for them. In some states, you do, but the bottom not here in Arkansas, uh, you walk around and, yeah, you'd go out, get 10 cans. Oh, yeah. Sell about a pound. They don't do that so much anymore either. Nope. If, if you're going to do it, you better have a, a ton of them to get, make it worth your while. Yeah, you I mean, better have a whole bunch to, of them because it takes a many of them to make it nowadays. It does. It takes a lot. It takes a whole lot. Hey, let's talk about, uh, before we get to break, and then we'll get, we get questions, 823-0965, 823-0965. Again, remember, we're asking you, are with all of the ads on TV, I mean, uh, Chrysler and Ford, Ford's got, you know, the Mustang out, the new electric Mustang, and uh, you got uh, other, other companies that are coming out, BMW and all the rest, and everybody's pushing electric right now. Uh, they're talking electric. Do you even go to the dealership to look at an electric car? Have you have you done that yet? I have not, and I'm just wondering how many of you might be interested in an electric car. I think it's going to be a hard sell uh, in the South where we're spread out so far. Yeah, it's it's you know even though they say they're going to put more charging stations, but the problem they got to have, Dave, is they've got to get them where they quick charge. Oh yeah. You know? Because if you're just say you're going to Florida, you're going to Panama. Thirty City. minutes is not a quick charge, as far as I'm no. concerned. You know, and and, and it'll run with us say three hundred fifty miles. Yeah. Well, before you get to Panama City, you got to stop somewhere and charge. That's exactly right. You know, and and if you're somewhere where you're gonna stop and have lunch or something, okay, that's fine because you're just gonna take thirty minutes to have lunch. Yeah, if they got enough charging stations. Exactly. You know, over behind the new mall by Bass Pro. I think they got 10 charging stations, what I counted the other day, and I went by there. For an area of how many hundreds of thousands of people? Yeah, and there was nobody charging a vehicle when I come by there. There you go. That's part of my point, and we'll talk about it further. There's yes. a, I know it's coming. the change is happening, but I don't think it's going to happen as quickly as they really want it to happen. All right. We've got to take a break. Let's do that first, and then we'll come back and we'll talk even more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Duck is in the studio. He'll answer your car and truck questions. If you got a diesel, he'll definitely answer your questions about that. 823-0965 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 21 minutes after 7. It's been raining like uh, cats. I don't know. How did that that, that statement ever come I, I don't know. It's raining cats and dogs. Uh, I have to find that out. I have to look that up and find out why that even became a, a same. But anyway, 721, expect more rain uh, throughout uh, the rest of today. 
total of about two inches is what they're saying yeah but they say now should clear off tomorrow though well yeah it's going to be Be nice tomorrow sunny on friday and saturday yeah i'm all about it chance of rain coming you see what saturday you're gonna like this heidi ready because heidi and me are both together on this hotter the better yes you know uv index high yes love that uh saturday it's supposed to feel like it's 86 and the uv index is supposed to be 10 so i can tell you where i will be (laughs) i am still a sun worshiper and i know if you're an oncologist please don't call me i understand (laughs) it's not good for me but look i'm 68 years old okay i'm not going to change now i'm just not i like to to lie out and feel the sun just baking on me i just i really enjoy that i'm just opposite I, i love the sun yeah but i don't like getting sunburned well, I'm not getting sunburned. I didn't say that. I said I just like to go out and bake. I could, I turn a really nice nice uh, shade of brown. Man, when I was in Guam and when I was in the Air Force and at Anderson, I, I loved it over there. I used to go down. I'd get off work because I was a new guy. I had to work midnights. I'd, I'd get off. I'd grab the bus. I'd go down to Taragi Beach, and I'd spend all day out on the beach, and then I'd come home and go to bed and then get up hit the late night chow hall and go to work and that was my that was the way i lived for several months and i turned the color of mahogany wood <laughs> i'm just telling you that was the best tan i have ever had i loved it of course like i said oncology was supposed to see me and say yeah wait till you're 90 years old and see how your skin looks yeah yeah i'm 68 i think i look pretty good for 68 to be we still honest. get around pretty good yeah, don't we, i do yeah yeah considering everything has went on yeah and I, I you know i breathed in lead and all kinds of stuff yeah you know, just the way it is all right eric's got a nice hey, our outstanding question i'm gonna leave it for you again the car makers are all on the electric uh car binge now you're seeing about the new uh, electric mustang and all the right which that kind of interests me because it goes fast uh a230965 Eight two three zero nine six five. Are you are you even interested in an electric car? Nineteen ninety six Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo six cylinder four liter engine. Will transmission work with other engine? Will the transmission from a ninety six Jeep Grand Cherokee with the five point nine V eight work if I put a four point zero six cylinder in from a ninety eight Jeep Grand Cherokee? I know the answer to this. Well, I'll let Duck talk about it. No. <laughs> Better for him to say that than for me. One thing is two different transmissions. Yeah. You know, the 96 is not going to have an overdrive, and the 98 is going to have overdrive. So basically, your harness won't hook up to it to make everything work. you got to stay pretty close to the year model and pretty close out of the same kind of vehicle. Yeah, because when you hear about people moving engines – different engines into different cars they do all kinds of 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 pre-work yes on those cars before they do that i won't say you can't make it work but you're gonna have to do a whole bunch of changing to make it work and it's going to cost you yes severely but you know you're better off to buy one to exact what you took out and put right back in place gotcha all right and what how do you do that I'll give you a real fast thing. You just heard me talk about it. Call Sonny's. Yep, call RD. RD, he'll take care of you over at Sonny's. They'll take care of you. 
They, they really will. And I have to say, it's not as expensive as you think it would be. All right. Because if you put in, now if you put an engine in your car, you got to make up your mind. You're going to drive that car for another three years. So you get your money back. But if you're going to drive it next three years, then I think it's the best way to do it. Yeah, that's what I tell people all the time. you got to sit down and figure out, do I want to get rid of this car or do I want to drive it another five years? Because if you spend the money to put a motor or a transmission in it, you're not going to get that back. You can take it. You can put the transmission in today and take it and go trade it tomorrow, and you've lost that three or $4,000. Mm-hmm. But if you plan on driving it for another three or four years, you can get your money back out of it. And that's what I tell people all the time. Look, you know, you got to sit down and make your mind up, not me make it for you. You know, you know, just, okay, if I spend $5,000 on it, I've got to drive it five years to get my money back. Yeah, because here's the key. If you go out and buy a new car, you're going to have car payment. Exactly. If you've got a car payment, it also means that after the warranty runs out, you're still going to have a car payment. And if something breaks on the car, and a repair you're bill. going to have to fix it. Yes. So now you got a car payment and a repair bill that you got to pay. I just think it makes sense to me to just go ahead and drive what you got and just, if something breaks on it, fix it and uh, deduct that in your mind from what you would have paid on a new car yes. and know that you save money. Yeah, and that's what I tell people. You know, look, sit down and just go from you. I, I always say go, write your, your bad points down, your good points down. And if the good points outweigh fixing, okay, let's fix it. But if you want, as Joe always says, new and shiny, you need to go buy a new vehicle. Yeah, if that if it if your self worth is tied up into what car you drive, then by all means go ahead and buy yourself a new buy the one. new and shiny. That's right. Because but that's not that used to be for me. I do, I don't feel that way anymore. The older you get, the more it's kind of like what's yeah. crap. <laughs> don't bother me anymore. I'm, I'm not out trying to pick up some good looking twenty five year old. You yeah. know. You know, and so when she gets in my car, I want her to go, wow, this is really a nice ride. This guy must make All right, some Dave, money. when you buy an electric car? I, I, <laughs> I can tell you, I will buy one, first of all, when, when the mileage increases on them. Yeah. And secondly, as you were talking about, because I'm right with you, you know, I can pull into the filling station while I'm out on the trip and be in and out in under 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. You get an electric car. That I can go in, pull into a, a pump or a charging bay, plug it into my car, go get a Coke inside, and then uh, come out and pay it with my credit, uh, my debit card, then that's what I'm going to do. And get in and drive off. That's right. In 10 minutes. Under yeah. 10 minutes. Then you got my attention. See, that's why natural gas, you know, they, you know, here a few years ago when they were doing all the fracking and the drilling and stuff, natural gas took off real big. Mm-hmm. And the federal government was paying people to put natural gas on their vehicles. But the problem is it took you anywhere from 10 minutes to 30 minutes to fill it. Yeah. It just depended on how big a tank you had. And, and a lot of people didn't like it, even though it was a dollar a gallon, you know, plus taxes on it. So, but, you know, it's, it's there again. It took too long to fill them. That's very, very true. You know, and if you had a fill up at your house, it would take all night long to fill it to fill an 18 gallon tank all right that's that that's just the truth of the matter we'll talk about the truth of the matter about electric cars when we come back as well Eight two three zero nine six five. do you want to get one that's have have they been able to sway you with i mean tons now 
yeah. of ads on television not me to buy yourself an electric car it has it with me and I'll, I'll give you some other reasons as well when we come back right now we got rush we're going to find out what uh, he had to say uh, about uh, probably a presidential uh state of the union and if it was true 10 years ago it's true even today i'm sure and let's see what russ had to say or rush had to say here on the dave ellswick show then uh, duck and i will return i hope that you were part of the show yesterday uh in in the six o'clock hour because i had dr white on uh from over at cabot emergency hospital new hospital that's up there in cabot right off of willie ray off of 89 and just some great things that they brought up about that uh, that hospital just it's it's a state of the art i've i've toured it in fact i've used it uh, when i had my pick line it it failed on me and i had blood everywhere and had to go over and get them to get it back into my arm <coughs> excuse me the trees are still dropping pollen <laughs> uh, the bottom line is is that they're ready to help you number one they're 100 percent physician owned so like when COVID 19 hit they could make the necessary changes very quickly uh, a, a big corporate hospital not so much they're like the aircraft carrier all right they got to turn and it takes a long time for an aircraft carrier to turn but if you got a little you know pt boat or from world war ii you can go out and do circles around uh that uh that aircraft carrier you can make a quick turn not so much with a uh, corporately owned hospital so cabot emergency hospital makes the changes quickly if they find out that they need to do something to give you better care they make those changes uh board certified emergency physicians They've got over 130 years of experience. They're always open. That's 24-7, 365 days out of the year. Complete radiology suite. I went in and looked at that, and I was stunned. I, I, I expected them to have an X-ray and a CT, all right? I did not expect them to have an MRI there. They got an MRI really? there as and well. And they're expensive. Yes, they are. And they got their MRI there and... They also will do ultrasounds, but they do that. They, they they got the little suites that you go into and you lay on the bed and wait for them to come in and see you and whatnot. Uh, they bring the ultrasound uh, sound to you. You don't have to walk to it. They got an on-site lab. They've got a pharmacy there. And most importantly, they are totally centered on taking care of you. It's your emergency, and it matters to you, and it matters to them. And they say, why wait to make your trip down to, to Little Rock if you're in the Cabot, Ward, Austin area, BB, that area? Why would you wait when you can go to a state-of-the-art emergency hospital like Cabot Emergency Hospital? Check in. They'll, uh, they'll take you for a tour. Check it out. It's amazing. It really is. All right. We got more to talk about here with, with Duck. And uh, I was going to give everybody one more thing about why I'm not running to buy an electric car right now. Not saying that I'll never buy one. Just saying that right now. The infrastructure is not there. Yes. And by that, I mean there's there's hundreds of thousands of filling stations all across America for a gas engine. Uh, I've yet to see a filling station that has an electric car 
charging station. And another thing, too, Dave, is the infrastructure for repairing them and taking care of them is not there neither. You guys aren't ready? No. You're sending guys to be taught how to take care of them. I mean, I will whenever it gets, you know, when it gets enough out there that I can. How many have you seen brought by your facility? None. Zero. Now, I've had a few hybrids come through, but not totally electric. Yeah. Yeah. And and a totally electric is a totally different beast. Yeah. It has no gas motor in it, period. A hybrid has a gas motor. Right. So when the battery runs down, you can switch it over to gas and keep going. Correct. Or it does it automatically, you know. But I've seen no zero electric, fully electric cars. Now, I got a fully electric lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my wife likes it. Yeah, but that's a, that's a whole lot different than determining that you're going to lay all of your chips down for an electric car. Yes, it's totally different. And you know what? Here, to be honest, they're not all that more expensive if if even more expensive than some of the gas guzzlers that we've got out there yeah i mean that new the new um hummer that's coming out have you have you seen the price of one of them hundred thousand dollars that's what they're looking at but so what's the price of a tesla if you look it depends on which one you buy i mean state senator uh johnson uh has one he bought one and i think he said it was in the 30s that's not you know, bad. That's, that's no different from a, Any a other GMC terrain car. or Arcadia. Nothing. Yeah. A fully loaded Arcadia runs about $48,000, dollars <laughs> You know, a terrain runs about $40,000, a Denali version of it. So, you know, that's really and truly. But there again, Dave, there's not enough infrastructure out there to maintain them because you still got to maintain them. Just because it says elected on the front of it. That don't mean that ain't got to be maintained. I agree. I, I mean, agree. you still got brakes you're going to use. You you know, you've got AC stuff that you're going to use. You've got cabin air filters that need to be took care of. You know, it, it's still got to have maintenance on it. You can't just say, okay, I'm buying it today. And, and I don't have to do anything to it. I don't it. have to do nothing to it for the next 10 years. Until the batteries go dead. Yeah, or the brakes go out on it. Or, right. Or one of the electric motors that works the brakes goes out on it. Uh, or... The electric AC compressor goes out, and it's fifteen hundred dollars to replace it. I'm just saying, there's going I think that the parts of a, of an electric car will be much more expensive right now because there's not enough of them. So somebody ma- mass producing enough to keep yeah. the price down is not happening yet. Well, we was out in Vegas. It's been a couple of years ago. That's probably been longer than that. Been three, four years. Ago, I don't remember. And they had they had come out with an air conditioner system that works off electric motor, no belt drive. Uh huh. You mount the compressor there on the inner fender, and it works strictly off electricity. But it pulled like seventy-five amps. So there again, you're gonna have to have bigger batteries to have enough to pull this, and a bigger you got to replace the alternator because the alternator ain't gonna ain't gonna keep them up, you know. Right. So there again, they're great because they don't run off a belt, but you still got to do maintenance on everything. And I've never been one. To run out and buy the newest thing when it first comes out. No, because you got to get all the bugs. Get out the of bugs it. out of them before I. Yeah, then wait, wait a couple me. years and then go buy them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Totally agree with that. All right, we've got a two thousand question about a two thousand one Honda Civic LX. I like talking about Honda Civics because so many people own them. Uh, this is a four cylinder duck with one point seven liter engine in it. Uh, 
says that uh, hard starting. Uh, when cold, it requires cranking for 30 seconds to one minute to start. After initial start, we'll start easily for about three hours, then we'll be hard to start again. New timing belt, plugs, coils, cleaned injectors, replaced evap purge valves, clean throttle body and intake control valve. Compression is great. Leak down test good. Computer not throwing codes, no lights. Any ideas? Low fuel pressure. Okay. Most likely, but she needs to take it to one of us and then put a fuel gauge on it. Let it sit three or four or five hours. and, and Yeah, don't run out and just buy a new uh, fuel, no. a fuel uh, pump or something. Yeah, because them things are expensive. That's uh, 2001. Yeah. Probably $500 for yeah, the fuel. They call it a fuel module. Okay, because it got everything with, to yeah, it. Yeah, it comes everything. But most likely, it could be soaking, what we call soaking, and it's because it's flooding, and it's because the, the purge canister is full of gas. But I'd almost bet you that it's going to be a fuel pump. All right. D, there again, bring it to me or Joe or Gary Henry or any of us. Test, don't guess. Yeah, to Ryan or, or, or you know, basically any of us that's in the certified center, drop it off and say, hey, this is what it's doing. Can you let it sit here three or four hours and put your fuel, fuel gauge on it and check my fuel pressure? And then they'll probably find you a problem. All right. D sent in a question for us. Got a 2010 Kia Soul uh, for you. It's a Soul for you. <laughs> uh, Four-cylinder, two-liter engine. Are there transparent or slightly tinted sunshades I can put on my windshield? I found some for the back window, but some people say they can't see out of them real well. Does anybody know where I can buy something for the front windshield while driving? Thanks. There's a guy on Highway 5 right there just past the Napa store. He does it. He does a good job. Uh, He's got, I think, two different darkness of it. He won't put it over the whole windshield, but he'll put it. That's against the law. Oh, yeah. He can put it down. I think it's eight inches, Dave. Because they used to do that. Oh, yeah. You just go over the whole window, but you can't people, do it no yeah, more. Because people didn't want to have to put their visor down. Yes. And so they would put a strip across the upper part of your windshield to uh, knock down, you know, that sun the going right down. directly into yeah. your eyes. But the, I can't remember the guy's name down on Highway 5, but he's there every day from 8 to 5. Uh, when I have customers wanting it done, that's who I send them to. Okay. And I'm sure Joe got somebody over around him that does it, too. You just have to call Dennis or, or Stephanie over and ask who they use. But I used the guy on Highway 5, and my brain has went blank what his name is. All right. It'll come back. Oh, yeah. It'll maybe. Come back. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe as far as that. All right. We got to get our final break in. I want to do that, and then we'll come back and finish we'll talk it up. about the car show. Okay. And we'll talk about the car show coming up in August. We want to get, you, get it on your calendar so you know it's coming. You can't uh, register your car yet. Uh, but you want to get your calendar set up so you know you can be part of it. East End Towing, uh, one of our brand new advertisers here on the Dave Ellswick Show, as long with the uh, uh, Cabot Emergency Hospital. We thank both of them for uh, coming in and making the Dave Ellswick Show possible here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Uh, they want to just give you some really, really good information because there's things that, 
you know, towing companies can do and things that they can't do. You know, what, what happens when it comes to private property tows? What can they do and what can't they do? What do you do with the vehicle while you wait for it to be towed? Uh, you know, who should you call? Where does, where, where does your car go to? What happens to that car, boat, truck, camper that you get towed? You know, how, how do you avoid keeping it from going into the impound lot? Don't want it to go to the impound lot. I'm going to tell you, you're, you're adding a lot of money to your car in that tow if it ends up in an impound lot. So East End Towing can help you with all of that, and they can help you avoid all those extra charges that I've just mentioned, no matter the situation. East End Towing can handle it, and they've got all the answers as well. You lock your keys in your car, East End Towing to come out and take care of that as well. Uh, that's East End Towing, 501-888-8849. Their number again, 501-888-8849. Trust your car to the professionals out there, East End Towing. All right, we've got 10 minutes left. Duck is here. Joe is under the weather. He'll be back next uh, Thursday here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about the car and truck doctors. They'll be on on Saturday. And uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who we're going to see. Uh, I'm thinking Philip is going to be, be up from uh, Hot Springs. Uh, Ryan won't be here because uh, Tuesday he was supposed to be uh, welcoming a baby girl to the world. Did he or not? You heard anything? I haven't heard anything. Uh, he promised me he called me. He didn't. But not, hey, look, I'm the last person on his mind. <laughs> I, I just asked him to to notice something, and that was uh, when they put that baby in his arms because this is his first baby. Oh gosh, how heavy that baby really is, and he and she'll be spoiled too. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, when my first, well, every time I had a kid, uh, and the nurses put that baby in my arms, it was like, ooh. I got to take care of this child now for the rest of their life. Yep. You know, you don't stop being daddy when they leave home. You just no, don't. you become more daddy. Yeah, it's kind of the same way. They're always going to be coming back to you and talking to you. All right, let's get uh, who we got. We we want to talk about this. Uh, let's talk about the car show, Dave. Okay, yeah, we got a few totally minutes left. We need to do that. So okay. the car show is going to be on August the twenty eighth. Uh huh. Um, we've got some of the books. Some of the stuff worked out. We don't have it all worked out. We do know Ron McDonald House is going to be there. Right. Accepting donations again. All the money that, like you register your car, is going to cost $20. Uh, all, all that, that money, money will go straight to, to Ron McDonald. McDonald House. Yep. Um, they'll be there sitting at the front door. If you want to make a donation to them, fine. If you don't, come on in. Mm-hmm. It's not mandatory you make any kind of donation. It's a to free them. show. It's a free show. Uh, bumper to bumper pretty well foots the bill on all of it they give us x amount of dollars we use every year uh didn't have it last year because of the COVID. this year we're going to have it in the you know the last few days of august because we're trying to stretch it out a little bit farther and that's really the oldest date we could get at the expo center yeah it's going to be hot i'm you know i'm sure it's going to be hot in august but it's air conditioned uh and if you get overloaded and had to put out back we got big fans we're all yeah, gonna bring you'll, our, be, you'll be comfortable our big shop fans and we'll set them around and, you know to make because it, it's in the shade so if you can get in the shade and, and got air blowing on you it's not 
I mean, it ain't like being inside an air conditioner, but it'd be, you know, better than yeah sitting out in the hot sun like we used to do. It's, you know, sitting out there. But uh, we'll be on the radio for two hours that morning. Yeah, we'll go on at 8 and get off at 10 because David Lucas wants to do his show. Yeah, and, and another thing, too, Dave, we've got a couple of new car classes that we're going to do this year. We're going to do the, the four-wheel drive pickup class. That's the raised cars, yeah, right? Yeah, the raised up four-wheel, jacked up okay. four-wheel drives. They, they may have to go out back in the back because they may not go in the door. They may have to go out, you know, because it's got a big tall door out there. So, mm-hmm. But uh, Corvette people supposed to be there. I've oh, talked to... Uh, I always like uh, that. But over at American Shifty, he's got, he's got a nice Corvette. Matter of fact, I think he won a couple of years ago. I think his Corvette... I was talking about that Saturday, and... Uh, the car didn't win, but it was like the greatest vet I've ever seen. I forget what year it was, but the paint job on that vet had to be thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah, it, it, any it, of them paint jobs on them cars, Dave, is anywhere from eight to twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, well, this would have been on the twenty-five. It had to be on the high end because it looked like it was still wet. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they pour the clear coat to them, and it looked like you could stick your finger in and write your name inside. Yeah, so it's a, but, it was an amazing-looking car. But want everybody to come down. We're going to have a good time like we always have, Dave. It's going to be in August. I understand it's going to be warmer, but just wear you some light clothes and Corky's come on Corky's is going to be there. Corky's is going to cater the food and stuff for us. You know, they'll be out back, you know, and go out and get you whatever you want to eat and, uh, you know, pay – Hey, Big Joe. Big Joe's supposed to be there. I'm trying to get in touch with him to uh, uh, sign us a couple of basketballs this year. I still got the basketballs from last year. I okay. had bought them, going to get them to sign them, and, uh, you know, it, everything went south on us last year. So, But he said he would still sign them for us. I just got to get them up to his place and drop them off. And right. I'll probably try to do that this weekend because I want to go ahead and get all that stuff done before, you know, for the last minute. Uh, sure you get it all took care of and that way that we're going to get a trophy for rat rod you know you've seen the trophy last time dave i love that that class i'll I'll get russell to sit down and we still got some stuff in a box gathered up from last year so we'll he'll sit down and one night we'll weld it all together and what did you say he had last year that you told him he couldn't use because it weighed about 40 pounds oh it's a flywheel off a big truck (laughs) yeah they weigh seventy two pounds. <laughs> he wanted to use it. I told him, "No, you got to find, got to find it so Dad can tote it." Dad's well, and, well tote and the it. person who wins it got to be able yeah. to pick it up off the table and take but, it home. Um, he'll come up with some stuff. We got some timing chains off of Fords, and uh, got a piston out of a caterpillar. We're going to put on it. Uh, it. It'll have all kind of stuff on it. You know, uh, I've been looking for old what they call a Zenith carburetor, which they ain't been made in. 75 years but i'll find one of them and it's it's what they call an updraft and we'll get it aboted to it but come on out and see us we're going to have a wonderful yeah, time yeah it'd be a great time now understand the uh, website is not operational yet i would expect probably about june, june that it'd go up and when it does then you can do all of this online and yes. it's real easy it's not yeah, difficult it's, at all you know, it's basically first come, first serve to get inside. Yeah. But if uh, we'll start registering around 10 o'clock. And we do not tell you exactly what your parking place is going to be. We determine no. that the day when you of. Pull up, when you pull up to the door, we'll get you inside. Uh, 
inside will hold about about a hundred, Dave. Way way we lay it out, mm-hmm. it'll hold about a hundred, and and we'll make sure that everybody can that can get inside. We will get you inside. If you can't, you have to go to the overflow in the back. So we'll start taking cars in about seven o'clock. I'll be there earlier than that. If you want to come earlier than that, they open it. They will open up the the hall at about six thirty. Bottom line is we want to make this as big of a car show as we can, but we can only go so big because you do have to, you know, judge all the cars that yes. come in. And that is not a short period of time. Now, Rock City Cruisers has always done that. I don't know if Joe's got in touch with them to do it again, but hey, we'll be there. Come on down and see us. No, they do a great job. They but, do. But when it comes down to determining who the winner is, Joe and Duck get out there. Yeah, Joe throws me to the wolves. <laughs> throws you under the bus. Yeah, no, he throws yeah. me to the wolves. He yeah. only throw me under the bus. Yeah, bottom line is, you know, I mean, Doc literally has counted paint chips, paint chips before to determine who the winner of. I've sent of my that son car. on there to find rust underneath them. Yep, it's really, it's really crazy. All right, we're out of time. Thank you, Dave. Have a wonderful day. Remember, August twenty eighth, Conway Event Center. That's off of what sixty four, right? Yes, and we'll have billboards up. Custom Advertising is going to put billboards up for us. All right, so be watching for them, and we'll keep talking about it. All right, a break, and then uh, you got uh, financial uh, talk coming up here on uh, 1011 FM, uh, The Answer. I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Robert Steinbach will be here, along with Chris uh, is going to be here, Corbett. And then after them, then we'll have the health care man here, uh, Pat Davis. He'll be talking with you. That's all on your Friday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. See you tomorrow, 6 a.m.